0: See back and way in a world full of hate, be Welcome everybody to another edition of Brotherly Love Wrestling Presents Unite. And today we have a very special show for you. Um, coming up, as you can see, is our virtual background. We have Black Wrestlers Matter event coming up and such an important event. And we have the match that we are sponsoring on the show. We have the Triple Threat Match. And joining us today... We have Brooke Valentine. We have Jocelyn Navarro. Uh, I got this one. Yeah, and... And Tute. <laughs> <and Dutay>. Yes. <laughs> 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 so, uh, ladies, thank you so much for taking the time and joining us and uh, being on the show.
1: Yeah, you're so
2: welcome.
0: All right. I want to start off. We'll start
3: with the wrestling realm. Now, going into an event like this and the circumstances behind it and how you're trying to, you want to elevate everyone in this show. You want to highlight everyone individually and show that everyone is on the same level as everyone else, as your counterparts. But old school mentality, wrestling mentality is there's someone that someone's going to cheer and someone that someone's going to boo. And there's, there's good and bad and good versus evil. But how do you, cause you all want to see each other do well. Am I right? yes you're 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 all rooting for each other how do you how do you separate that from the match itself like how do you because this is this is a show that's going to highlight a a lot of talent that some people might not be familiar with but you also want to put in that match like everyone wants to win so how do you separate the two
4: I think uh, if we do, I mean, whichever role is assigned to us and we do it to our best ability, that will be highlighting each other. You know, if we all do our job and we do it well, like, we all come out looking good no matter what side of the spectrum you're on. Um, that's how I think or I view it, I guess.
3: Anybody else want to take a stab at it?
2: Basically what Brooke said, like... <laughs> <laughs> like she literally just took <laughs> the words out of my mouth
4: Gray minds
1: i think it's not necessarily yeah. about winning i think it's just about you know us all showcasing what we can do to everybody that's watching and yeah. like whoever wins is like you know congratulations sis you know but like we definitely want to make sure that we all look good like for each other and for ourselves
3: now, do you now do you now sometimes in wrestling someone will excel and someone will be the standout. Now, do you want to make sure that everyone is the standout? Do you guys want to make sure that you're all noticed together and this is a group effort?
4: I think the difference with this show is that everyone is gonna be able to be a standout. Um, every match is so different, every match has a different element, different style. Like between the three of us, none of us wrestle the same way. Not even close. So we can all come out. On top to stand out in our match and not take the shine away from anyone else on the card or in our match. Hi, Tanner. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm so sorry, y'all froze up for a bit. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
3: that's all right. Did you catch anything?
2: I don't. I don't know. I, you. You said something before you froze. What was your question again? I'm sorry. It's
3: Okay. Um, it's hard for me to say questions twice because once. <laughs> <laughs> Once they go out, I tend to lose them. But it, the gist of it was that how do you – this is a group that wants to uplift each other. But sometimes in wrestling matches, one person will be the standout one person will be highlighted. Now, how do you make sure that everyone, everyone rides together, everyone's carried to the top together? Because that's what you want. You all, you all want to make it together
4: right and then i said Tootie, i said that a match like our show like this um all of us bring something different to the table basically and Mm -hmm. all of us can shine and be the top or the standout and not take away the shine from anyone else like between us three like none of us work the same none of us wrestle the same so we can be the best in what we're doing that night and not take away from anybody else
2: right basically our characters (laughs) just do what they can do you feel me like, I mean, we all going to shine no matter what. That's how I see it about our match. Like, all all three of us going to eat, so.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> and that's not something that's typical in independent wrestling. It's more or less when you know who – once you see the, the card, you can pretty much tell, okay, well, we know who is going to be the standouts, who who they brought in for this particular reason. But with with the Black Wrestlers Matter show, it seems like this was very strategic put together. This was to highlight maybe some bigger names, but also try and build a lot of people. Because I mean, just off the top of the head, you have a couple names that could be household names, but then the rest are you got guys and girls are trying to to make a name for yourself for the most part, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Right. And I think we can definitely, off this match, like we can all make a name for ourselves. Uh, we're all so different, but we can all mesh and gel well together. So I definitely think we can, you know, blow some people's minds and shit and just like, man, like, oh, that was that was, that was, dope as fuck. Like, let me check them out somewhere.
0: So, now, for those who, I mean, and to be completely honest, me and Joe, we obviously aren't that familiar with any of your styles. Like, we've seen, now that we've been sponsors and we're starting to see a lot of the matches being announced, we're starting to see these different stars and seeing, like, clips of you guys and stuff like that. Um, For anyone who is not familiar with you guys, what kind of styles do you all uh, work? Um,
2: well, I am more of the lucha style, and I think you can tell just by from my gimmick. Um, I do lucha style, um, and a little bit of high flying. Like, don't get me wrong, I am not uh I'm not like crazy high flying, I'm not will offspray high flying and stuff like that. But you ask me to do something that I know that I can do, then you yeah I'm going to do it um but yeah th- that's that's my styles uh lucha and pipeline
3: Jocelyn, you want to take next
1: okay yeah um I'm very I'm very all terrain I can really wrestle any kind of style really um
0: a lot lately
1: I wrestle men a lot more than I wrestle women you know um I've been doing a lot of the a little hi fi and all that all that stuff. Um I can still, you know, I can do technical wrestling. I can do, you know, I'm pretty strong, you know, I used to run track, so if somebody need me to base for them, I can do that. Do <laughs> a lot of different stuff. So, <laughs> so Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all over the
3: <laughs> Brooke, what you got?
1: I
4: uh I mean honestly, like not that to, to say the exact, the exact same thing, but, like, I I pride myself on my ability to kind of do anything and everything. I'm usually bigger than most people, um, so um, I really enjoy Lucha. I trained with Tutti for a little bit uh, down at St. Louis, um, and we, you know, trained a lot of Lucha um, spots, that kind of stuff there, um, mm-hmm. so I pride myself on my base abilities, uh, and I love being able to kind of surprise the crowd. You know, I'm bigger than everybody, usually, um, so being able to, like, run around back and forth and keep up to pace. It's really fun to do too, but I don't know, I brawler, throw people around. <laughs> I, all that th- kind of stuff.
3: <laughs> I think it, it kind of hurts. I think it kind of hurts you when you get labeled as a certain type of wrestler, when you're able to do pretty, cause when you train, you train to do a little bit of everything and you try and use that. Cause I mean, telling a story is using a little bit of everything. I mean, you kind of go through all of it. So I think it, it's kind of a loaded question and it's kind of unfair because you're, you're able to do everything. I mean, you have a specialty in what you might work more times than not, but I mean, being able to do everything and being as versatile as possible, I think is what the ultimate goal is.
4: Yeah. I think everyone really aspires to that. I mean, the best piece of advice I've ever gotten is that you never stop learning. Um, Mm -hmm. I finished my training, worked for a year, and then I decided to go train somewhere else to learn something different because I realized that when I was wrestling, you know, girls that were, more lucha style i couldn't really keep up i didn't really know what was going on so i went to a place that had that um and i kind of lost my train of thought but
3: yeah (laughs) you're preaching to the choir (laughs) it happens now jocelyn you just touched on something that is a hot button topic for today at least and usually makes its rounds here and there you said you mainly wrestle men in intergender wrestling and today there's been a whole bunch of stuff on Twitter about people that are for it, people that are against it. And the people that are against it are very vocal and they have that, that concrete thought of this leads to domestic violence and this is somehow correlated with one and the other when it couldn't be even further from that because, I mean, if you think about it logically, someone who's being domestically abused isn't consenting to that. They're not saying, please hit me in gender right. wrestling. This is something there is consent. There's a plan. There is a, it's a plan that's set in motion. You know what you're getting into when you're, when you're doing it. So I wanted to get each, each one of yours opinions, your thoughts. Do you, do you wrestle into intergender wrestling? Do you even consider it intergender wrestling or you just consider it wrestling?
1: Um, I just consider it wrestling. When I when I first started training, um, my trainer said, you know, when I get in the ring, I'm a wrestler. You know, I'm not a female, so he wants everybody to treat me as they would treat the other guys, and that's how I go into any match. Rather, it's I'm wrestling man, woman, whatever. Like everybody's a wrestler. Like it, whatever you identify as doesn't matter. So when we get in the ring, as, as we can tell a, a great story and entertain the crowd. You know, I'm all for intergender. I'm I'm the main champion at my home promotion right now. You know, that's I'm the first ever woman to hold it. So I'm I'm definitely all for um, intergender wrestling. I'm usually the only female. Rather, I'm training at uh, Mega Championship Wrestling, or now that I train at AIW, I'm usually the only female. So um intergender wrestling is it's the wave you know it's it's lit like we love it the guys love wrestling us so um everybody that that whine and complain oh my god it's domestic violence it's not like we <laughs> <it's> are <all laughs> professionals we know what we're doing we're not like you said We're both parties are consenting to kicking each other's ass so i don't understand i never understood the the oh it it's domestic violence thing like that's that's stupid
4: like uh-huh. i mean hate that i hate that domestic violence thing so just diminishes same-sex couples you know like okay when women are fighting women what about domestic violence then when men are fighting men what about domestic violence it happens
0: mm-hmm. you know
4: and like the whole term of intergender wrestling you know it kind of um puts a cloak on nine bi- non-binary workers as well you know it's like it's just wrestling there doesn't need to be a label on it it's just
3: wrestling here's here's the way i kind of look at it i look at it as wrestling and wrestling fans always and will always love that david versus goliath type storyline i mean look look at the the past years of big time storylines and david versus goliath what they fail to see is that you have it right there with a the woman and being the david in the in the scenario fighting the the bigger guy and working and working and working and getting knocked down and knocked down and knocked down and then finally overcoming. I mean, the story writes itself. And what they don't see sometimes is that it's a woman overcoming a man's power. So it's kind of uplifting as well, if you depending on how you choose to look at it. If you don't look at it in the sense of, well, he's beating her up.
4: It's mm-hmm. more of a...
3: Sorry,
4: I didn't mean to cut you off. You're no, you're good. I would say, if you want to see a really good um, intergender match, it was Kylie Ray and uh, All Go Ethan Page at Freelance. I don't remember what show it was or when it was, but they had the best match that I've ever seen, where even I, like, was pulled out of, wow, like, Kylie is a girl and she's doing all this stuff to a guy. Like, it was literally just one of the best wrestling matches live I'd seen, and the Mm -hmm. crowd was so into it, and it was just, you want to see it done like really well go watch that match it's all
3: i say she was actually the one that sparked the debate because there was a clip of her and cole raderick of this past weekend at gcw and someone had to make their comment of oh this is just isn't for me and like, like all right oh.
4: don't comment bye yeah
3: it's, it's, oh. you, your two cents just have to be put in and what probably twitter is probably one of the i mean it's great for promotion but definitely the most toxic Uh, social media source there is oh
2: yeah I I sure was wondering what that was about I didn't know that someone had made that comment about her and Cole's match wow like my okay my thing is like first of all it's it's 2020 like females can wrestle men now like it's we're not they're like Jocelyn and Brooke said, we're both consenting. Like it, 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 ain't like they they choosing to like just you know beat our ass purposely. Like we're all we're both consenting. This like, oh no, I just feel like people like that don't. They don't really believe that women could do that. They don't mm-hmm. want to. They think the story is not real enough. You feel me? Like sorry, I'm I'm just bad at talking. Like they they feel like the story ain't real. You're fine. Like it would would a man and a man, but with a female and a man, it's like, mm, I'm having second thoughts.
3: They want, they want kayfabe to come back so badly. And yes, on one, on one side of the spectrum, but cave, that is kayfabe. I mean, the whole, all of wrestling can be, kayfabe. I mean, they wanted to come back to just not accepting what is chosen to be kayfabe nowadays. They want the good old mm-hmm. days to
1: come back. But my thing is like, and it's always for me, it's like y'all believe a story 100% Rey Mysterio versus Big Show, but you won't believe that I can wrestle a guy that's my size. And-
2: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's
3: That seems to be, I mean, the big company, the WWE at the time, they ran the storyline. They put it in everyone's head. Like this person, this person that shouldn't even be able to physically last – with this other huge person for more than a minute and a half, they beat them. So, I mean, they did it. And now people want to retract on that when it comes to being a woman wrestler, stepping into the the man's world of professional wrestling.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. I think not only that, if you look at – if you even just look at WWE, because it is what it is, you look at the women that they have and their top women at that. Uh, women like Charlotte, women like Sasha – those girls can go, and a lot better than a lot of yeah. the quote-unquote enhancement talent. But they are top women, top superstars, period. Doesn't matter if it's women or men. They can go. And so mm-hmm. if for anybody to look at that and go, "Oh, yeah, they're good, but yeah, they I, I can't see them with any of the guys, mm-hmm. it makes no sense because they are better than a lot of the guys, to be honest.
3: I put mm-hmm. Bianca Belair being able to hey, do man. 85% of their roster. Yeah. Straight up.
0: Yes.
4: She, That's
3: with her hair. Not even anything else. She, <laughs> she's just a f- genetically freak athlete. She's got, like, everything. She's got it all. Like, she's got the look. Yeah. She's got the charisma. She's got the power. She's got the speed. She's got, like, if you go checkmark all of wrestling's checkmark boxes, what is she missing? She's not white. <laughs> Oh and there there you go.
2: Which (laughs) brings us to
3: that brings us to another topic in general. I mean, being a woman in a man's sport is tough enough. I mean, but some women have been able to climb the ladder, so to speak, and make it to the top. But the ones that seem to get held back and sidelined and pushed back down further are the African American women. So it being being an African-American in a predominantly white sport is hard enough where you have to work, they say, two times harder to even get half noticed. So what do you, as African-American women in this sport, how do you see it as how you have to work and to get to where you want to be? Like, what are the, what are the obstacles in the way?
4: I mean, I've gone on shows where the promoter straight up tells me you can't be a heel. Uh, because I don't know how the crowd's going to react. Like, basically, we're in probably a podunk town in nowhere, and he is worried that they're going to call me the N-word or any other slur that they could possibly think of. Like, I've been called gorilla, and that wasn't even, like, in that small of a town, like, while I'm wrestling. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous. I don't get it.
3: Would you say that that's – Would you say that that's more the majority? Do you say the more the majority has that mentality? I mean, I know it's tough to say because every town is different, but for what you run into, do you feel like that's more the majority than?
4: I mean, I think it boils down to um, it's it's ignorance. And the only way we can fight that ignorance is exposure. And if these companies aren't doing anything to give that exposure to normalize black wrestlers and black female wrestlers, then it is going to be like the majority. Really, you know, it's not going to change until they're shown.
3: Yep. Now, how, now, how how do you think we get past this? How, how what's what are the steps? I know this show that's coming up August twenty second. This is a big step. So where do where do you go from there? Like, what do you hope this does for African Americans and African American females in the wrestling world?
4: All I want to all I want after this is for people to stop saying there's not enough. Like obviously. Like that's the biggest lie I've ever heard in my entire life.
0: Yes. There's thirty
4: of us on the show and there's people dying to still be on the show. We haven't even scraped the surface. Like that whole that whole excuse is not. It doesn't cut anymore. And I'll call people out on that shit now. There's no way it, it can pass. There's
1: no mm-hmm. way. Is there's so a- many buttons.
2: Yeah, yeah, I I agree with you, Brooke. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Tutti.
2: Um I'm sorry. No, I was just saying, like, I agree with Brooke because, like, there was someone arguing uh, with my mom saying that we, we live too far. And, or we cost too much. Or there's not a lot of good black women on the show, on, like, indies. I don't believe that. That's bull. You cannot tell me that there are no good black women on indie shows. I call bullshit. Sorry, excuse my language, but You're you, good. you you cannot pay I'm sorry, you can't pay me you can't pay me enough to believe that. And then like in some areas it's, some areas are lacking not lacking the black female talent and that's that blows, that sucks. Because I would like to wrestle more black women in my area. I've only wrestled two. Like I should have wrestled more. Why?
3: I mean, why I mean, why is it because it's systemic racism within racism within the the sport itself? And it's I don't think it gets brought up enough. Mm-hmm. And I think it's mm-hmm. kind of a, a hot button topic that a lot of people want to squash and distract with other things that are downing on. And it's, mm-hmm. it's a point that can't stop. It's a point that needs to kept being talked about. And until, I mean, I look at it as each little victory adds up to a big victory. I mean, these small victories will eventually add up to something that's bigger, where more African-Americans mm-hmm. and African-American women in particular will have to be highlighted on these shows because it'll become, wasn't it will become was not it's not us. No, it's not us. Something something's being someone's fire alarm's going off. But,
2: <laughs> no, I'm I'm sorry. That was that was the oven. My mom left food in there. I'm so
3: sorry. <laughs> it came in so clear. I thought it was behind me. I thought our smoke alarm was <laughs> no, going.
2: I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> no, not a problem at all. You gotta get the food out of the oven before it burns. <laughs> that is number one priority right now.
2: <laughs>
3: no burning the house down.
2: Nope, not at all.
3: But yeah, I think that it needs to become normalized to talk about it. I, I don't think that people should be, it, it, it is, it's, it's rough. When you look at people and they, they don't want to have this conversation for, I mean, apparent reasons that you would think, but it needs to be talked about if there's going to be change and if there's going to be change in the sport of wrestling, then it needs to keep being talked about.
1: Mm-hmm. And then also when it does get talked about, like when a, a black female worker, brings it up like we shouldn't be met with oh you're just being problematic um you're you're gonna be hard to deal with stuff like that like we need our voices heard like y'all and and then it's like you know they'll they'll listen to the black men and that's fine I'm I'm okay with that I appreciate that but we Mm -hmm. be able to voice ourselves as well and not be met with a bunch of the bullshit that comes with it and that's in life in general and not with just wrestling and like I'm going to keep speaking up regardless because I I really don't give a fuck about what somebody got to say, you know, but like, we need to stop being met with like aggression like that. When we, when we see the issue and we speak up about it.
2: Mm-hmm. Making us basically making us sound like we the crazy ones and making it sound like that. We ungrateful. It's not that we not, it's not that we're not ungrateful. It's just, we calling out the BS because Honest to God, I bet you I bet you if our names were probably Darius Lockhart or Sugar Dunkerton, people would not have no problem. Mhm.
1: Mhm.
3: Cuz they you- speak
2: up about a lot all the time and it makes it makes a lot of sense and they're absolutely right, but it's like when it's our turn, it's like, um, mm, no. I just hate when people say,
4: "Oh, you're you're looking for it." If you stopped, no, if you stopped looking for it, you wouldn't see it. You wouldn't notice it. It's like, I can't, yeah. I can't not notice that I'm the only black person in a room. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, like I can't. Like there's absolutely no way I could just not notice that. I can't not see color. let yeah,
0: just mm-hmm. stop, stop looking for it. All right. So I'm just going to start walking in and keep my eyes closed the whole time.
1: Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> <It makes> <laughs> I get so excited when I see like five black people on one show. Girl I like, oh. <laughs> like, gotta take a picture at this point. <laughs> but like this yes. like it shouldn't even have to be like that. No. So
3: them so them telling you to not look for it already know already tells you that you already know and you you're hip to what they're saying, to what they did. Mm-hmm. And they don't they want you to be just, just appreciated. You're here, just appreciate it, mm-hmm. basically. We gave be you great this. Thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. be, be great.
2: great. Yep.
3: How do we humble yourself? How do we get past that point? How how is it? How is it that we get past the point of where it's not normal anymore to say appreciate what you got when everyone else is getting more?
1: Well, we need to get all these motherfuckers that that's like looking at wrestling from like the past standpoint out and people that's down with diversity. And stuff like that. We need to get them more running, more promotions and stuff like my home promotion of Mega. Like right now, three out of the five champions are people of color. It's two black champions, another guy, mm. and uh, uh, it's a Puerto Rican champion also. Three out of five of us are champions. The two out of the four last main champions were black people. Like when we get more diversity and stuff, it it you know it's it looks like society. Like, no, don't nobody want to go to a show where it's just all white people and everybody look the same. Like, that's that's not that's not reality. That's not real life.
3: No.
2: That's right. Hmm.
4: Well, and like people go where they're represented. So, mm-hmm. if these these companies, you know, say, oh, we want we want to make sure that everyone feels included, it's like, well, am I going to go to a show if there's no black people on it? Who <laughs> right. so do I think's in the crowd? A whole bunch of white people. And if it's in the middle of nowhere, I know I'm not welcome. You know, mm-hmm. like do the math it's so easy
0: well I think in on other episodes that, that we've had of of Unite and we've talked about it before is when, when promoters and bookers say and they say like well we want to cater to the audience the funny thing is especially wrestling fans I mean we've been wrestling fans our entire lives and we've gone to countless shows whether it's been WWE or Indies or AEW whatever when you're in a wrestling crowd at least here in Philadelphia 90% of the time 97% of the time we don't care what the color of the person's skin is in the ring whatsoever if you can go and you can deliver the story and entertain us it does not matter at all like because we're just we want to be entertained we're there for that reason to escape the crap that's going on in our normal life or whatever that we just want to see anybody that can go and whether it's female, male, black, white, it doesn't matter. So the, the whole thing of, Oh, we want to cater to what our fan base is. That's bullshit. We don't, there is no catering to us. We just want to see wrestling and we want to see people that are good at it. And your fan
4: base by who you book.
0: Yes, exactly.
4: If you want to cater your fan base of all white people have fun with their all white people shows, Mayo, Mayo, Mayo show (laughs) flavor. (laughs)
0: I've never heard that before, I like that (laughs) Now do you think Do you think
3: fixing this Do you think fixing this starts from the top As showing representation And actually Sincerely showing representation Or do you think it starts from the bottom up Do you think it starts from Kind of like a revolution of where Everyone bands together and they push Everyone to the top to where The top has to see it What do you think is the better approach? Like the trickle down effect or kind of just everyone getting together from the bottom and making it what it should be? Well, we all
4: know trickle down economics don't work. So, I mean, I think that kind of helps answer, but I'm interested to see what you guys think. (laughs)
3: <laughs> Tute, you want to take the lead?
2: <laughs> Shoot, I was gonna say no for real. I, I, all I saw was Jocelyn's face. I thought she was gonna say something. <laughs> um,
3: she, she was winding no, up.
2: <laughs> no, I was gonna say like every. I definitely agree with the whole. whole everybody have to live lift each other up we can't do this we we all we got like we can't do this without like honestly other white folks like we all got to help each other out like there is enough room at the top for all of us
3: i mean there really is and it's a weird concept that only certain people can be at the top when if if everyone i mean just for money making circumstances in general if there's more people at the top that's more money that you're going to make off those people that's just a simple way to look at it. i mean to say that there's only room at the top for a b and c when that's not that that's just who you've picked a b and c to be and that's who you want to push to the top when mm-hmm. in all reality everyone could be i mean everyone yep. could be everyone could be at the top everyone could be putting on incredible shows all over the country
1: Mm -hmm. why people people support you know popularity over talent you know so um it's it's a little harder for the really talented people that's not really out there yet to you know gain traction a lot of the times because people don't want to support them because they're not as popular as somebody else even if even if that popular person isn't that good they're going to still be like, oh, they're, they're amazing, blah, blah, because blah, they're popular, but we see it, we do like, all this, this trash, you know? But, <laughs> 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 no, like.
4: <laughs> well, and it's even harder, like, when you do try to branch out to get your name out there, you go to, you know, try out shows, or classes, or, um, <laughs> what's the one thing everyone goes to? Can't I can't think of it.
1: Like a seminar? Seminar, yes. Like thank seminars? you. seminars? Yes,
4: seminars. <laughs> so, or you go to these seminars and like, oh, we'll choose the best two, you know, and the best two that they choose just happen to be best friends of the promoter. You know, it's like you even try to, do to branch out that everyone preaches like, oh, if you do this, uh, then you'll be, you know, there in no time. And it's, it's like everything's pitted against. Mm-hmm. And you spend,
3: you spend money to go to these, these yeah. uh, <laughs> seminars and whatnot. So, basically, mm-hmm. they're tricking you into spending your money, taking your money, and they already have it predetermined in their head, just come, and they probably didn't even pay to get the seminar.
2: Mm-hmm. 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 like that.
3: It's a fucked up system.
2: Yep. Very. <laughs> Very.
3: Mm-hmm. So, I wanted to kind of take a step backwards and start talking about what's going on now, just in the real world, outside of the wrestling world and how uh, inequality is just running rampant over America right now, along with, I mean, there's so much going on right now, but at the forefront is uh, social injustice and racial inequality and kind of like almost, it almost feels like segregation again, but with maybe more allies. I don't. I just wanted to get your your viewpoints, your thoughts. What what has affected you? How you how you deal with it? How you how you just move past it? What are your ideas to how we fix this?
4: I mean, I don't think. I don't know. It's like, how, how do you, I don't think anyone really knows how to fix it. Um, I mean, you wouldn't think we'd have to fix anything. Like, literally, we just want to be treated the same. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's all these instances right in front of everyone's face. It's like, you can't be blind to it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone can see it. Um, but people are still just so against equality. And um, they're okay with a status quo because it doesn't affect them. And yeah. I really, I don't know how to get through to those people. Cause it's just, they're willfully turning an eye.
3: Yeah. You know? It's tough because we try as well. I mean, and we want to be kind of, I mean, look, right, we're white. We can talk to, we can talk to other white people. Like, look, why be like this? But it's so ingrained over time that it doesn't change at least right now. I mean, unless we were to get through to the younger generation and they're taught the proper way and how everyone is equal and kind of eliminate and erase the history books basically of everything that's gone by, everything that's happened in the past, because if they, if they don't know about it, then they don't see color like everyone else. They just see the person. So, I mean, it kind of starts with weaving out all of the negative racism that has been passed down over time but even that i mean i I still feel like it happens i still feel like it's it's always going to happen
4: i don't think we need to get rid of it because i think you know if you forget history you're doomed to repeat it Um, we all learned that from the time we were kids and i think it's important to learn there's so many things i'm learning as an adult that i had no idea about and i took i went to school for however long you know graduated in 12th grade and I haven't learned half of anything and I'm learning these things I let slide in high school that were just awful microaggressions um and just even things that I thought were normal that I'm realizing like even I attribute to the system just as you know a a biracial woman um and I think they learning everything and erasing is not the answer it's unlearning everything that you've been taught and being okay with having those uncomfortable conversations with yourself like what am I doing to attribute to the system like I have I still have to have these conversations we all do it um and it's it's uncomfortable and it's scary to think that I've been helping keep women of color just in general maybe even further down because of the things that I've attributed to whether it's just off-color language or what? Not, not language god that's awful but i just like comments and ways that all the white kids i went to high school with talked that were just normalized to me um that i have to i have to take a deep look into myself and be like jesus emily you're you were a piece of shit in high school like having those conversations with yourself i think is the easiest way to get through all this and move forward That was the worst tangent ever, Jesus Christ.
1: (laughs) Racism is so ingrained in American society that oftentimes, and even as, you know, um, even as, you know, Black people and stuff, um, we say things to each other that, you know, pushes the the racism narrative forward. And um, I think it just, in general, like she said, like Brooke said, we need to, like, people need to unlearn, like, things that they've learned rather um they know is racist or not like to how do I word this <laughs> to, you know, to just to make america like less shitty like america is so fucking shitty <laughs> like when i moved here i was just like like what the fuck like america's really trash like how racist it is and it and it's ridiculous like it's no reason for America to be as racist as it is, like, like fucking people get mad if you don't speak English like well, even though English, English is, yeah. you know, so it's like people just in general to learn that your your race is not better than the next race. Stop mm-hmm. hate. Why do you hate me because I'm black? Like, like cut that shit out. That. <laughs> okay. that, that
2: oh. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Jocelyn. Go, Go ahead. Go ahead. No, it's, so like I'm still stuck on that as well. Uh, like how it just baffles me that racist white folks can hate somebody for how they speak, the color they skin, how they dress, their culture, and all that. But it's like when you look at when you look at the history, like believe it or not, white folks came. Everybody came from black people when you think about it mm-hmm. black were the first people on earth so it's like how can you how can you hate something that you came from like y'all <laughs> y- y'all came from us like you if you separate the rainbows and the co- the colors of the rainbows you get white or if you mix it all together you get black like Come on, like I, I just don't, I don't get it. Like, why do you hate me for the color of my skin? I don't, I just don't. That's something that I just don't understand to this day.
1: Well,
4: yeah, I, it's like we don't have control over that. Like, hate we me for can't take Yeah, hate me for being like a bitch or something. Don't hate me for being right. Black. Like I can, <laughs> I give you plenty of reasons. You know.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, even like, look, we've ever since. Um, everything has really caught fire and got the attention of a lot more people than it's ever been at. Uh, We've been fully supporting everything we possibly could to try and help as uh, with as little as it may be, as much as we can. And uh, even too with, with supporting this and sponsoring this great event and putting it up on our social media accounts and, promoting as much as we possibly can, whether it's your guys match, the main event, every match that we possibly could. And when we put it up, I I got a couple different messages right away and comments on our posts on Facebook of people, um, whether it be like a white lives matter too, And I'm like, I, I, I know that like, you don't have to keep rubbing that in. We, this is something we already know. And if obviously you see the ignorance of people when that is the immediate answer. And there was a hockey player that came forward three nights ago and did a great speech. And in a predominantly white sport came out and hockey is supporting black lives. And I posted that speech and someone said, fuck BLM. And I was like, 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 I just, that's the one thing just because of supporting something, you're, you're already getting knocked down. And I don't understand the concept or the idea behind that. It it that pisses me
3: off so much that it's almost like now I'm just like, well, fuck it. The white lives don't matter if you're just going to keep being an asshole about it. I mean, <laughs> th- it, that that's, that's never been the issue. That's never been the argument. That's never been anything that has ever been questioned in the history of fucking mankind over the past hundreds of some years, that white lives matter. We've never had to say that we've been entitled for our whole lives. My generation, the generation before us all the way back. That isn't the issue. And it pisses me off when people say that because all lives matter. Yes. When black lives matter, that's the only way that all lives can matter is if you include everybody, you have to include everybody and they don't get the big picture where they don't care to get the big picture because they've never been around the culture. They've never, they've never tried to understand what it's like to be someone else other than themselves. I mean, and that exists a lot because people are so self absorbed and self involved and they don't have time for it, quote unquote, but it really doesn't take that much time to sit there and have a five minute conversation with someone of a different color and being able to relate to them in some fashion. You're both human beings. There is something probably that you've both gone through that has been similar, that you can find common ground on. Mm-hmm. Like If we were to sit here in this room and all of us to say one thing that we have in common, I mean, we were all born. Yes, I know that. We're all born, <laughs> we're all born from our mother. But there is something in this, in this conversation, I mean, that we can... Talk about. There's always that one thing that you can find common ground on. And those people just don't want to. They don't want to budge. They're just stubborn.
1: And I also feel like um, when they say all lives matter, they don't. They don't really give a damn about all lives. Um, not only. Not only am I, you know, a, a black woman. I'm also an immigrant. And mm. they. They don't give a fuck about immigrants either. Like it's still kids in cages in ICE. They don't care about um refugees seeking asylum it all lives don't matter they just want that to be a counter a counter to black lives matter because the word black makes them feel uncomfortable
4: yeah i mean why would you want to change a system if you're benefiting from it you know they're it's scary to them it scares them that we're getting that we're empowered it scares them that we're banding together and realizing that we deserve more we deserve the same that's literally all we want we don't want more than them we want more than we're getting we weren't. They're and afraid.
2: They're like, yeah, th- they're afraid, and they're and what's scarier to them is that, um, the the not the not racist white people they're banding with us too, and it's their grandkids who are the ones that are banding with us. It's, it's the grandkids, it's the kids our age. It's hell. It's, it's people like older than us who are like shoot, like this this ain't right. Like, like come on now.
3: They're afraid that they've kept you down for so long that if they give you power, that they're, they're fucked, basically, (laughs) that they're going to be overpowered and they can't lose that power. Everything's about money and power. Having that that power and only using it to your benefit and the people that follow you. It's a, a completely shattered and broken system and it will only get better when new leaders come about, younger leaders who are current, And understand the landscape of what's going on and what needs to change not people that just want to fill their pockets just by getting into another office position it's ridiculous to the fact of where that can't be seen like how it's doesn't take a lot of education to to notice what's going on and who's benefiting from this and they and they just keep people down they show you that you can reach it to this point but you can't reach to the top you can't get to the top i mean Barack Obama made it to the top and now everyone's so scared to let that happen again because if it keeps happening there might be change and people don't want that.
1: Mhm.
4: Mhm. I, uh, I don't know when John West and I uh, were doing an interview for a local news station this uh, white lady came marching up the sidewalk with an American flag and a bright yellow shirt that said all lives matter we were just doing a news interview we weren't marching we didn't have picket signs we weren't protesting it was me john west and this little tiny interviewer in a camera and she just felt it in her heart that she really needed to get over there and scream good morning all lives matter doing this to every car that walked by and then the minute we walked by her, she started yelling at us. I'm like, "Lady, this is literally about wrestling. Like, what are you talking about? This isn't anything with what you're doing." And then she started yelling. She was like, "You're gonna lose. You're all losing." And so I started saying something, and then they're like, "Emily, no." <laughs> we take the low road. We take the high. I was like, okay.
3: But here's the thing. Just, well, no. A-
4: it gets you- better. She's like. Oh. Oh, what'd she say? She's like, things are going to change. It's going to change.
0: That's what we want. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) In what fashion was she talking about?
4: (laughs) Well, I mean, we can only assume, but I mean, don't threaten me with what I want, lady. All
3: (laughs) right. Don't so throw me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So here's the thing: if you were to if you were to get loud and you were to yell back, you would have been looked at as in fault by the majority.
4: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and that's like because
3: stereotyping is more than real. And, yeah, and, and it 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 falls into the what some people will say is oh that's that we lump them all into one category. That's just them being that. Yeah, and I
4: I mean I have. A privilege in that fact that I I'm very racially ambiguous ambiguous and people can put me in whatever category they feel less threatened by um but like it still happens and I can't imagine you know being a a darker black woman in this country how much more frequent it has to be and how much more you have to police yourself almost Mm
1: mm-hmm yes (laughs)
3: and i think i think that's that's another topic in itself is why the darker your skin the the more threatening you are so if you're telling me that if the rock was maybe as dark as viscera he would have never made it as far in the wwf to the top i mean it's a valid question i know it's a it's a it's a kind of a hypothetical but the landscape if he was if he was Ahmed Johnson's color would he have ever he could still talk the same and still wrestle the same and still have the same everything else but if he was a darker skin color would he have made it to the top of the WWF I mean no
1: no
3: and that's that seems to be the that's how I would think too but you tie in family lineage and whatnot I mean but if he was Darker would he have made it? Because they had plenty of people that were of darker skin that were more than capable of making it to the top of the mountain, just never did. Right. And they people have that people, pe- people yeah. that were better in the ring too.
1: They have people of darker skin, <laughs> right, that could be mountain, and they still haven't pulled the trigger. Which, so it's like, <laughs>
3: right, and I think that. I, I think that'll tie in well to one of the last things I want to talk about. And that's representation and representation as African-Americans and how you want to be perceived and how, what motivates you to try and motivate the younger generation to show that they can do this. They can be everything that they want to be and more in the wrestling business. And Mm -hmm. for yourselves, I mean, typically and more specifically African-American women, like how you want to be perceived to them and how you want to break past this barrier so that they can look for a future in professional wrestling. It can be done. Like, who do you feel like are the people that can, can get to be that those people, those, those kind of like forefathers, four sisters of that, of that movement.
4: I think it has to be all of us together. It's not going to happen.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. I think um, like
1: I, we all got it for real. I agree. Um, black people come in all different colors and shapes and whatnot. So all of us, even even our match, like we all are different colors, different sizes and whatnot. And I feel like different girls can look at our match and be like, "Oh, you know, I'm inspired by her." I wanna be like her, blah blah blah. It's kind of how like when we watched wrestling when we were younger, and when we were younger, we only had like Jazz and Jacqueline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now now it's a little more, but it's still not a lot, you know. And um when you see someone on the TV doing cool shit that looks like you, it changes your whole perspective completely. And if I can inspire just like one little girl in the crowd, like, oh, you know, she looks like me. I can do this too, you know. So um, definitely, it's going to take all of us because, like I said, we all black. Like I said, black people come in different colors and sizes and whatnot. None of us look <laughs> the same. So I think, like like they said, it's going to take all of us together to do that. Yes, well, I and think...
4: like I said earlier. Oh, sorry. I was just no, gonna go say, ahead, no, like, no, no, go ahead. People, go. <laughs> people go where they're represented. You know, so I mean, if it's all it's all it takes, really, just have the representation, and your audience will suddenly magically appear to represent your roster,
3: yeah, and then it, you include more people in that, which is more ticket sales, it's more people buying your merchandise. I mean, that's the whole goal when you're running a business is have the most people interested as possible and to to limit that in such a weird way—it's just mind-boggling. It really shows you what your priorities are. My priority, top priority, is to keep these people down, and try and make money with the people that I have. It's like counterproductive in all senses of the business world.
4: Yeah.
0: Well, but Go on ahead. the other side of that, let's all the- positive. <laughs> August twenty-second one of the best best events I've seen in a long time put together. This card is amazing. The talent that is on this card is amazing. And, of course, the card, the part of the card that we have here today, uh, these three women, I have no doubt, are going to tear the house down. So if you obviously can't get out to the show, go on uh, blackwrestlersmatter.com. You can watch it there, order it there, um, and we cannot wait for August 22nd. We can't wait to see you guys do your thing. And um, we thank you so much for taking the time and talking with us. Uh, this means a lot to us. So uh, thank I, you so I much. Got, I got one
3: more. Just to end it on a positive note. For that, for that event, what match are you three looking for? Not your own match. What match <laughs> <are> you... <laughs> Don't be homers. <laughs> which, <laughs> which match are you looking forward to most on the card?
4: Devon and Faye. That's going to be so awesome. I can't wait for that.
1: Damn. I'm That's
2: really a blast. Um, girl, yeah, it's going to be up in that match. <laughs> <laughs> um, the match. The match I'm looking forward to um, is the tag match between Alpha Omega and um, Technical Difficulties or – I'm sorry. I think that's what their tag names are called. Mm -hmm. Um, Technical difficulties. uh, They're upcoming young boys from the St. Louis area. They're from my area. Their names are Moses and Raheem. Uh, Really good guys. uh, Busted their tails off. Um, I think this is their first tag match together against Alpha Omega. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what they can do. That'll be good. I was excited
3: when I saw that. That was the last yeah. match that was added, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are they still adding more matches? I feel like there's going to be a couple more secret matches in there. Or is this it? it! Uh, <laughs> I tried to weasel it out. Yeah, I you. think
2: John... <laughs> right?
3: You weren't having I it. I
2: don't know. Like girl, I, I would assume he's done, right? Right. That's what i i, I think hes done
4: we're at well like eleven matches
3: now. <laughs> <laughs> no wrong with that no if you can fair sit through, if you can sit through eight hours of bullshit, you can sit through an eleven match. <laughs> Good show, yeah,
4: fair enough
1: mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> also don't think you're sneaking out of here. What match are you looking forward to the most?
1: huh? oh, you talking to me?
3: oh yeah, <laughs> you're the only one that didn't answer yet. <laughs>
1: Wait, no, I, I, agree with a, I agree with Brooke.
3: Oh, okay. <laughs> you copped out. <laughs> I'm
1: excited.
2: No, I keep losing connection.
0: You're good.
3: That's all right. I think it was the dog. The dog was messing up. <laughs> we've got a cat. We've got a dog. We need more animals represented.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sorry.
0: That's okay. Well, so guys, thank you again so much. Um, Gals, for, ladies. Yes. Um, so we're taking the time and uh it's all That's just how us. we
3: talk up here in Philly. Yeah. <laughs>
0: we're all guys.
4: Yeah, no, everyone's dudes and guys. It's-
0: guys, guys. <laughs> okay. So uh, we look forward to seeing you. We can't wait to watch the match, and uh, thank you once again for uh, coming on with us.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, thank you.
0: All right, you guys have a good night. alright you yeah thanks guys see you later bye it's hard to live in color when we just see black and white in a world full of hate be a